You're listening to Deadbeat Daddy Podcast. Welcome back, Deadbeat Daddies. Let's dive right into episode number three. Today is my Friday, even though it's Thursday, because I only work four days a week. And so got me a wonderful beer, got my brewski, enjoying myself, and just kind of hanging out. I think I needed the brewski for today's topic. What I'm about to dive into might be tough for some people. Some of it may be triggering because some of you have experienced these things in the past. So let's dive right in to alienation. The worst thing a parent can ever experience. If you're listening to me, you've experienced it in some way and understand what I'm about to talk about. And for those of you that haven't, imagine this. You have a child with someone and you two split up. The next thing you know, the child is not only being withheld, but now your own child is being pit against you. Alienation does not stop at the parent. It extends out to the entire other parents side of the family because when a mom decides to alienate her child she will go to extreme lengths to make sure that child does not like or visit anyone on dad's side of the family and as a dad this can be extremely challenging because you have to go in and do the repair work to fix the wrongdoings of mom this is counter parenting and it's extremely exhaustive especially for a father to have to go through and alienation does not solely happen when a child is withheld it actually can also occur when you have time with that child in our case to continue from where i left off in the last episode when our son was withheld by rbn he was alienated while he was withheld and actively after we knew this because once he came back he wouldn't show emotion, empathy, or even partake in normal conversations, such as saying I love you anymore. He was harboring hatred in his little heart because BM was filling him with it. My heart hurts even thinking back to those days and how it impacted him. Now granted, not saying I love you anymore was only a small part of the alienation that took place. Because he continued to blame himself for the issues we knew that alienation was still happening. He would tell his dad and I he was sorry consistently until we helped him break that habit. There was nothing for this tiny human to be sorry about, but imagine how much guilt he held in his mind and his heart to have to apologize for his own mother's wrongdoings. He knew what she had done, but to a child, a mother is a sacred creature. We are all a child knows, and so you can only imagine how he felt that he needed to protect his mom. And the protection did not stop there. The withholding that I mentioned had taken place once RBM entered that toxic abusive relationship she's still currently in. She would allow herself to be subjected to emotional and physical abuse in front of our son. She allowed this in her own family and then with this new man. There has been so much emotional trauma she has disseminated into his life. He has always felt like he needed to protect her first from her family, then from her boyfriend, and so much more until we saw this happening firsthand and had to put a stop to it. He was two, then four, dealing with these things. He is not supposed to be protecting or worrying about taking care of his mother. He should be a normal child who doesn't have to see or hear anything because children are extremely impressionable. Now, our son was finally home, but as I mentioned, the alienation did not stop. He would come back and tell us that we were not his family, that his half 
half-brother on our side was not his actual brother. And when we would inquire where he was hearing this or who was telling him this, naturally, being the age of two or three, a child just spills the beans. And he would tell us that his mom told him that. How can a mother do this? I feel so unwell even thinking about how awful of a thing that is to do to your child at the age of three. It was so frustrating to not allow this to get to us and rather work on repairing the damage she was creating. We found, in our case at least, there was no talking to the BM because it was like beating our heads against a wall. She was not interested in hearing anything we had to say and anytime she was accused of her wrongdoings, she played victim to her own game, which most of you are familiar with. Now, let me tell you guys about this one time when we had to pick up my stepson and BM in the middle of the evening because this man, who is now her new baby daddy, had thrown her and my stepson out of his home. She called us for help, to which we did help. We raced down there, picked them up, gave them a ride home, calmed her down, offered to take our stepson so she could clear her head, to which she wanted that. She requested we take him for a week so she could work on herself. We didn't know she was actually working on mending that relationship while lying to us. All of that should have been a huge red flag for us. But yet again, we wanted to make sure that he had both parents equally in his life because it's very important to have that active relationship with both parents. We did not realize that her actions were forcing him to grow up quicker than we wanted or anticipated. He was only just learning about emotions and then he was faced with emotions he had no idea how to manage because when she picked him up in a week she took him right back to that man's house better yet he hadn't even felt some of these emotions prior to this and he had no one helping him cope or work through the emotions until we got him back bms who can't put their children's emotions first are complete trash sorry bitches but you don't deserve your kids when you play sick games with their lives no one wants to call out the baby mama but why Y'all don't get a free pass because you have a pussy and a child. You wouldn't even have that child if it wasn't for the father. But it's like they say, once a bitter BM, always a bitter BM. Even with a court system on your side, you try to make a father's life hell. He already doesn't see the kids, pays enormous amounts of child support, is mistreated by almost every member in your life, and you pit his child against him. What's your motive? You know, maybe I need to have a BM on here to help us understand why they're so batshit crazy. <laughs> Now, thank you to my listeners, of course, for sending in questions. That is one of my favorite parts to be able to help address your questions and provide you guys with feedback. And hopefully it really does help. So before we get ahead of ourselves, let's dive into one of the questions. We had a stepmom reach out who asked, how do you help a child get through alienation? Her stepdaughter is being alienated and she doesn't know what to do. Oof. Okay, well, let's unpack that. Once we won and got our son back, dad and I saw how badly he was struggling, but BM would not allow us to put him in therapy. She would not allow us to have custody, put him on insurance, put him in private or good schooling, nothing. It was her way or the highway, and in court, despite winning 50-50, we didn't think to put everything on the table right then and there. That was our biggest mistake. We were trying to break habits that were being retrained at mom's house. This was the hardest piece to work through when dealing with active alienation while seeing your child. And the only real way to help them is by gaining custody, providing a stable environment, and making sure the child is in therapy 
therapy early on, despite what the cost might be or the repercussions might be between you and the mom. If you are in court dealing with custody or with withholding and you are figuring out what is best for your child, let me tell you, don't listen to the mom, especially if she's playing nice. Many times, BMs will play nice but they're only doing so to have you cooperate with them during the legal battle because this is an attorney tactic. It's their way of getting you to bend over and take it in the ass from the BM and find a middle ground so that the attorney can settle and call it a win. Now, I'm not saying I'm against settling. If that's best for your family or your child, absolutely settle. But most times, moms and their attorneys are doing what is best for them, not for the child, not for the father, not for anyone else in the picture. Let me explain how I know this. I am a bio mom and a stepmom. And as a bio mom, we did a little experiment where I reached out to the state of Illinois where I used to reside my entire life before recently moving for my career. And while I was in Illinois, I had my son with my now fiance. And we did this experiment during the time we were dealing with a horrible judge and court issues. So I reached out for resources, acting as if my significant other and I had split up and as if I had absolutely nothing or no way to provide for my son. Y'all, let me tell you, the entire state system was ready to back me up and go after dad for everything he had. And they wanted to give him no time with the child either. This is the state of Illinois and its corrupt justice system. They didn't care that I was basically indicating I was homeless or on the verge of it. No job, nothing. Dad presented himself with a career and home and stable life, yet still, get this, the court system did not favor him in any way. In fact, they were ready to put him on child support and strip him of almost all of his time based on my one request and no factual evidence. I went before the same judge as our BN and my fiance, and I firsthand witnessed her corruption and how atrociously she favors mothers. She blindly signed off on everything without reading. And the only question I ever got from her throughout the entire process was how much child support did I want from the father? And she actually pushed me in the direction of trying to pursue child support. She then told me I need to think about myself and the child before anyone else. Um, hello, how about the dad? Are they seriously a nobody? Like, thanks for the good fuck. Nice job helping me create this little angel. Oh, but you wanna see your kid or your kids? Nope, no thanks, bye. This judge didn't even hear herself speak when she said these things. Someone clearly hurt her in her past life because she was handing down judgments like she was fucking God. And I could see as I watched other cases go on that she only cares for women's rights because she stripped tons of dads from their children right in front of everyone in open court. There are actual Facebook groups and change.org petitions around getting this judge's cases reviewed and possibly disbarred for her reprimandable actions. So now, since external resources were simply out of the picture for us, dad and I had to put our thinking caps on. This led to a really great plan. It actually ended up helping our family tremendously and our stepson, and I hope it helps someone else, which is why I'm gonna share it with you. We implemented a simple conversation that would take place each 
week when our stepson arrived at home. We would unpack each day of the week he wasn't with us. We would get most of the talking out of the way on the first day so he did not have to think about anything except being happy and playing with his brother during the days he was with us. This allowed us to gain insight into why he was showing up so much more emotional than normal and leaving so much more emotional than normal. We also gained insight into BM's alienation tactics and we were able to counteract most if not all of them. Children are actually very vocal and if they are being mistreated you can almost always notice. Now I do not recommend grilling your child. Do not grill them. Do not make them uncomfortable. If they do not want to speak about things don't push it. We left the door to the conversation open to him. He could share as much as he wanted or as little as he wanted about the days he wasn't with us. We never asked directly about mom or anyone on her side unless it was a situation that required so. Be mindful and be respectful of your child and their space and their emotions. And most importantly, the fact that mom is their other parent. Do not badmouth her, no matter how hard it becomes. Do not allow them to hear any conversations you and your significant other have about the mom. Again, children are extremely impressionable, as I've mentioned earlier, and you do not need to be setting those bad examples at an early age. Keep the kids innocent for as long as you can, or as long as mom will allow it. Earlier today, I was getting ready to wrap up my podcast when I came across a post on Facebook that brought me to tears. I'm talking literal tears. A stepmom posted how she finally packed up her stepdaughter's room today because it was like a sitting tomb for them. Their high conflict baby mama has decided to keep their daughter from them for months. This child missed two major holidays with her father and the high conflict baby mama doesn't have a care in the world. She doesn't have any kind of regard for the father. Meanwhile, you have dad and stepmom and this little girl siblings missing her, holding down her Christmas presents for when she might be back. But here we are today, January 5th, and they have not heard a word. They went from having primary custody of their child to their child being kidnapped by the other parent and withheld. Parental kidnapping is another form of alienation. Sadly enough though, going to the police doesn't help because to the police, these situations are considered domestic issues. They will tell the family who does not have the child to go to court, even if they have a court order stating that they have primary custody. The police will not go into the other parent's home. They will not remove the child or do anything of that sort. I find it extremely disturbing. So you're basically telling me I'm paying my hard-earned tax dollars to benefit a system that won't even actually fight for my child and I. Yeah, make it make sense, please. For a family to go from primary to not knowing where their child is, imagine the torment that family is facing. And you can't call in an Amber Alert unless they deem that the child is in danger. And so nine times out of 10, if they are able to determine that the child is with the other parent, they won't allow an Amber Alert because likely the child is fine. And nine times out of 10, 
if they are able to determine that the child is with the other parent, they will not allow an Amber Alert to be issued. They deem that the child is likely fine, even if that parent has lost all custody, even if they're emotionally and physically allowing the child to be abused. At least that is how Illinois and Cook County's court system and police behave. Now imagine you are dealing with this completely terrifying situation and you have to wake up day after day to an empty room, bed, toys in the same place as they were the last time that this child played with them, their clothes hung up or put on the bed because you can't bring yourself to put them away, any gifts if this happens around the holiday go unopened. In fact, another stepmom actually reached out to me recently and she was talking to me about how hard it is to not have your stepchildren on holidays, even when it's clearly your right or your holiday to have them. And as I listened to her story, she went on further to tell me that she actually left her stepson gifts under the tree and the tree was left up for nine months until that child was finally reunited with them. That broke my heart to pieces. Day after day to have to see gifts and the tree up there and be reminded of how poorly the system treats fathers and step parents is nauseating. This is where I firmly believe that most times BMs think that taking the child away is them exhibiting control and that it can't really be hurting the dad or the child and that they'll get over it. However, if the same is done to them, they lose their minds and they play the biggest victim to society. In fact, the saddest part is how much leeway the mother is given. She can break court order, she can break restraining orders, or any law in the state of Illinois, but she will not be prosecuted or questioned about it. The judge at best will give her a slap on the wrist and basically allow her to continue down this destructive path that lands them back before the judge consistently. Why do you think a judge would allow this to happen? In Illinois at least, I can tell you the system is extremely broken as it is in many states. Unless the attorney is an advocate for fathers and even then they tell you off the bat, if you want custody or you want to continue fighting, be prepared to drop anywhere from 60 to 100k before you see any results. Who the fuck has that kind of money? And even if you do, you're taking it from savings that you were going to use to possibly buy a home, college funds, rainy day funds, family, friends, and any other kind of savings you might have. People take out loans and go into exorbitant amounts of debt, but when the legal system is leaving you with little to no options, what are you even supposed to do? This is a very real case. And the reason I can say this is because our attorney, when we went and got 50-50 and then had to return to court for our second battle, which I will touch on in the next upcoming episodes, we were told that without 100K in our pocket, the state of Illinois will always side with the mother. And so with that, episode three comes to an end. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my fellow deadbeat daddies and stepmoms, keep loving those little humans with everything you have and never lose hope. Because where there is darkness, there will always be a light at the end of the tunnel. So hang in there and catch me back here next Friday. Same place, same time. You know where to find me. And good night. Uh